You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's R&B Divas LA After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's R&B Divas LA After Show. I was like, who that? What? That's you. That's you. <laughs> Get it. Uh-huh. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is a special edition here on AfterBuzz TV for R&B Divas LA. On AfterBuzz TV, we have Little Mo is in the building. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> and we have another special guest in the house. My man, one of the baddest pianists and musicians in the country, Mr. Philip Brighton is out. Yes, sir. Yes. Husbander of the year. Oh. Sit bow. When you could play like he can, yeah. yo, do what you do. Right. Thanks, brother. Do Thank what you, you do. Brother. Little Mo, little Mo, little Mo. We have waited for this day. How are you? I'm great. Yes. <laughs> yes, we are Glad so happy. To be here. Thank you, like, for having me. Like, no, absolutely. You are just a joy. We love. We enjoy. Of course, we enjoy all the divas here on uh, on after, on uh, on the on the show, but. <laughs> You're the it, truth. You're, you're, you know, you're the truth. You're real. And, and it appears that you're kind of like the fan favorite of the show. Why do you think that uh, that is? And why do you think um, you've become so popular? I think just from um, just over the years, from the beginning of time, I just always been the cool chick, the girl next door. I never had a hidden agenda. I just came to sing, have fun, take my ass home. Right. <laughs> I never wanted to be a control freak. I never tried to battle or compete, even though it's my cockiness which pushes me to the forefront because, oh, she always talking about everybody. Oh, she probably hate. No, no, I have no hate in my heart, my blood, right. or nothing. I'm 4'11", so my Napoleon complex gets the best of me. <laughs> so I have to overdo things. Wait, you're 4'11"? Yeah. Just because I got on these heels, I'm your height. But baby, I take them off. I'm up to your knees, son. <laughs> now, what you, now, you gotta tell tell them what you told us earlier when I was talking about your size. You said you were what a stripper midget. I'm shaped like a stripper midget. Oh my gosh! Like, I be telling like Felipe will pick up my dress. He'd be like, he'll send pictures. He'll say you like this. I say if it got stretching, then she can fit. Because you already know, I have to put on my clothes. I have to lift my hands up like this, and he's pulling on my hands like back in the day. If I try to go from down up. It ain't going past here. Oh, and I man. have the captain. Lord Jesus. Well, let's... We have a lot that we want to talk about. So but much, let's so get much. into R&B Divas. So, mm-hmm. originally you were asked to be on R&B Divas Atlanta, correct? No, actually, um, it was never Atlanta, L.A., whatever. When um, I got the email, I'll say, like, in 2010, mm-hmm. Coco of SWV, she yeah. had been speaking to Nikki, I think, Selena Johnson, and a couple other. They were <coughs> tossing around the idea. Mm-hmm. And she asked me, would I be interested? They were trying to get in contact with me. So, we had, like, a couple of interviews and uh, phoners. But then after that, we heard nothing else. So when we saw the show, me and Coco was like, well, I guess they asked us out. Right. You're lost. No, I'm just kidding. So I was just like, you know, I'll wait my turn. I had got some um, calls about some um, like other reality shows, but 
I can't just be on anybody's show. Right. Mm-hmm. It has to fit my personality, my swag, my whole mission. Other than that, it's it's not gonna be right. Because a lot of people say, "Why wasn't you on Love and Hip Hop?" I said, "Because I sing R and B." Uh, y'all know me. Those shows, I think, are designed to make people who you never heard of, like to see their personalities, mm-hmm. to see how they come from. I already have a big personality, so I think I don't think that would have translated well. Or I'm not married to a basketball player. Mm-hmm. I'm not from Orange County. I'm not Amish. <laughs> so R&B divas, LA. Yeah, you know I mean. But but there is a hip hop element to you, though. Yeah, it is yeah, very definitely. much so, mm-hmm. and not just because of tattoos, but mm-hmm. you know, for like the past what thirteen years, I've been singing mm-hmm. on everybody's hooks, right? yeah. mm-hmm. and that's what people have known and grown to love me for. Like those songs, they remember how when you know, put it on me came on when Hot Boys, even Superwoman, the rap part. Still mm-hmm. to this day, mm-hmm. when we perform Superwoman, when Fab's part comes on, or even my albums and stuff, people lose it as if it just came out yesterday. Right. Well, wait, I have a story. I was at the Starbucks on Crenshaw. Okay. Where the bowling alley used to be. Does Magic you, Johnson own that one? I don't think so. I don't think he owns this one, but I was in some I was in Starbucks with a couple of friends and these women started talking about um you know how braids have kind of resurfaced. And so yeah. one of the girls had the hairdo that you had with the with the braids going back, the cornrows. Oh, and from from the hair conversation goes into, yeah, girl, you know this this was a spot where Lil Mo shot the Superwoman video at and, and Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. I totally forgot. I did shoot that in L.A. Yeah. Wow. So my braids conjured up a conversation. <laughs> yeah. In Starbucks, which used to be the bowling alley where you did the scene where you shot. Yeah. I never re- I'm like, yo, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Look at God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. About 12 years later, he's yeah. still in the blessing business. Right. Well, well. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's crazy. But a whole a entire conversation started because of the braids, the hair. Did the, you know these women? I did not. So you was eavesdropping. Absolutely. You tried yes. a little bit, bam. Right. <laughs> right. Well, that's that's kind of messy of you. <laughs> well, you know what? Yes, it was messy. But, you know, you've also said that you're nosy, too. Very. Mm. So my question to you is, what's the most nosiest thing you've done? Ciao. I'm just a snoopaholic. <laughs> Call me Snoop Dogg, baby, baby. Like I can't think of anything that I haven't. Been. I'm. That's from church. Like my mother just like, oh girl, I got some hot gossip. I love hot gossip. Uh-huh. I love messy tea. I love like. Child, did you hear what they just said? Oh, Lord. It's, there's nothing that I've heard. That's why people say, you heard? I'm like, child, psh, that's old news. Mm-hmm. As soon as it happens, it's like hot off the... Pr- I get it. Like, soon as you know it. it. Has being nosy ever caused you to a confrontation? Like, you know, why would you, you know? Chances are, I've never been stepped to because people know that I, I come in peace. Mm-hmm. I come in love. All I want to do is have fun. I'm like right. the female version of Kevin Hart mixed with Snoop Dogg mixed with... I, I, like, because the comedic side gets, gets so much of the forefront people just know I like to have fun so if anybody ever steps me yeah I heard you say I'm like nope here go the receipt I got the audio trust me if I ever get that messy I got somebody sneak filming it <laughs> I always straighten my face you won't catch me in no dirty dirt without you know somebody to be there like nope that's not what, how it happened right. because only thing you have is your name and your word and I, even though I'm nosy and I love some hot gossip I'll be like child wait till you hear this <laughs> mm. If it's a deep, dark secret that nobody... It's some things I'm taking to the grave with me that people have told me that I know that I would never tell a soul. Now, that brings but up child, something... <laughs> <laughs> that brings up something for me because uh, the way you're talking about what made you decide to choose this particular show and uh, the whole gossip thing and this particular show ended up 
having so much drama and so much stuff and I and like one thing um what we were noticing was the fact that you were holding your tongue, holding your peace, mm-hmm. being somebody who's saved and you know, I'm saved now, but I still may co- come right. with them guns a blazing. But I'm a lot better than I used to be. Did you feel like this show was a, a great decision for you and in the sense of what you had going on and where you wanted to go and then what you had to deal with? I, I felt like it seemed like a, a bomb was dropped on you from oh. a real person's perspective and someone who has real issues going on in their life. I mm-hmm. thought that you were just the epitome of somebody really going through stuff because there was times you were holding your tongue that I knew I would be in that situation holding my tongue, thinking the same thing. And then when you blew, I was like... Right. It's only so, so I'm much. like, I don't know yeah. if you made it. Like, I wonder how you saw when you got onto the show, what made you think that this was a go? And then when it came to what you actually ended up experiencing, what was it what you thought it would be? I always learn to accept people for the way they are. There are some people who have issues that know how to hide them. There are some people who have issues you be, and it's written all over their face. Right. Mm-hmm. Because people think of R&B divas you just think oh it's gonna be six singing broads who just sing all day child I don't I think we sang like a total of three times that was at the Savoy that was when I got up at that play and sang Mm -hmm. and then during the monologues and then when I freestyle in the house with my husband we don't just sing all day we have real lives so Mm -hmm. I consider even though we are considered R&B divas I consider six co-workers Mm -hmm. everybody when they go to work you work at FedEx the post office Walmart the dollar store you a school teacher when you have to deal and interact with your coworkers six days a week for nine weeks straight. Six brides, <laughs> something's mm-hmm. bound to happen. Mm-hmm. But when you respect people in their space, if you be like, okay, they don't want to be bothered today, that's just mutual respect that I have. But a lot of people don't have that. Some people want to get their point across, and they don't know what. There was so much that you don't realize people deal with before they even get to the set. People were being issued, you know, not paternity tests, but like issued orders of like it was being served yeah. Yeah, they were being served right before right. like how you know we was even here who gave you our itinerary like mm. it was stuff that was happening um there was so many situations I even dealt with stuff like with my daughters flying from the east coast to the west coast my husband flying in and out there would be days I would be like well I gotta get to set but he have to get to the airport so you don't know mm. what you dealing with but you still have to go in there as soon as them cameras start rolling you get mic'd up you gotta be ready you can't come in there with a hidden agenda be mad at what happened at the house and bring that to set this mm. is your job this is my livelihood so this platform I didn't take it for granted for the simple fact that I know this is TV this is the biggest platform that any of us as an artist can ever have right. you can put a it out nobody don't buy it but you're on a tv show chances are those six hundred thousand to three million viewers that are technically supposed to lock in them ppms them count they might be like oh because we rock with her now we're gonna buy her music mm-hmm. that's the reason why a lot of people who do reality tv put out a, a website start selling clothes and it's winning put out an album k michelle is a prime example right. of somebody you can I say what school you want, her but she rocked she, she rocked this whole reality tv situation <laughs> yeah Mm-hmm. Like people, oh, she crazy. This she's like, yeah, Duh, I'm crazy. She's smart. But I just sold seventy thousand. Right. That was my first week from on a. And she graduated she from FAMU. Hello, you wouldn't. <laughs> you wouldn't. She wouldn't have been able to do that right. before reality TV. Right. So that's the nature yeah. of it. So you just watch the process. I watch other shows and I learn from the mistakes. Be like, okay, I know I like to turn up, but this is business, and people judge you like, oh, mm-hmm. this the ratchet one. She want to run across the table mm-hmm. and act like a, a banshee. We don't like you. Because I know I'd be like, come on, this bro run up on everybody. But they all, it's always the ones that's the bullies always know who to run up with. Because you ain't never seen nobody run up on me. Right. It's and I also happen. never, you didn't run up on anybody also. You like, don't do like that. you was a well respected woman who had a strong opinion, who definitely had reason to feel boisterous yeah. and 
with like Fred handling the situation with Kelly and, and holding his tongue in a lot of situations. I yeah. felt like it was it showed the power of people who know their control. Yeah. And the power of controlling yourself and handling situations. Self control is one of the hardest things to control. Mm-hmm. A lot of people do not know how to control themselves. Right. They try to control the situation. They try to control the atmosphere in the room. But when it comes to themselves, th- that's how they self destruct. And I can honestly say, like, I'm so excited for the way that I'm translating because that's just yes. the way I want it to be seen. They be like, Mo, I know you're gonna turn up. I said, just wait, cause I don't, I get to see it when y'all get to see it. Mm-hmm. Right. But trust me, every day, there was days I didn't even wanna go, but I said, this is my job. There was days I'd be like, I wanna punch this bitch in her throat. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you can't fight on the job. Right. Mm-hmm. You can argue, you can curse each other out, you could do that, but you have to be careful, cause once you put it out there, once you put it out there, that's what you're gonna get back. Little right. Little Mo. So, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Now, what I, what I was going to say is this. Obviously, you are you love the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. sanctified. Hallelujah. Love me but how did that affect oh, how God. you are on camera? Because, you know, sometimes, like Don said, was, where's your God? And I were, some people will think just because you lose your temper or just because you have a bad day that you no longer know God. How does that affect, how does your faith affect what you do or how you live on TV? My own pastor doesn't even ask me, where's your mm-hmm. God right now? So someone who has, I don't know what her faith was, for her to ask me that, it rolled off of me like, a bead of right. water, whatever they them saying is, because I know she not even say like she might have confessed the Lord as I say, but she ain't been down in his name. Oh, Ooh, I'm about to shout in this corner. <laughs> I was like, obviously there is a God here for the simple fact that I didn't come here to quit. Right. So obviously there is a God around because I, I've I've seen the fruit, uh, the blessings that I put in there. Mm-hmm. So you sh- that should have never been a question. So for that to come out her mouth, she completely played herself right. on that. And we'll leave it at that. She doesn't even exist in my forward viewing and my forward movement anymore. So that's okay. all the energy I'm going to give the the aforementioned. Okay. So to ask that, honestly, I did ask myself, where's my God? And I was like, he's right here. And he knows mm-hmm. my faults. He knows my needs. He knows I'm human. Yet he still keeps blessing me. There's times I'll be like, God, why don't you just cut me off? You don't have to open this window. You don't have to use me as a vessel. You don't have to let me use my life as a testimony to share. Right. Use somebody else. But mm-hmm. for some reason, he keep on using me and oh, proving and showing me approved. So, yeah, he right here. Right. Come and on. I mean, I feel like we need an organ I mean, right now. We need you did acknowledge the fact that you was going through <laughs> the fact that you have become a better you. You know, yeah. I felt like. She put you in a situation to step out yourself. I'm a Christian also, and I, and I know how hard it is to deal with the community in general. And then being able to uh, deal with yourself and, and having those moments being true to who you are and how you feel and even lashing out and having a moment. You know, I felt like she it was a setup for you to step outside of yourself. Yeah. And as Christians, you know, we try to be as clean cut and, yeah. and flawless as we can be based off the fact that that's where our hearts are I, I, I understood the you stepping outside yourself and doing a little more than you would naturally want to if it was just all cool and kosher you wouldn't yeah. you know but I, I definitely think that through this show it, it's challenged you the most for being somebody who's real and somebody who is not scared to say what they say as well as concerned about what they put out there and that's what's something that showed very I, I have a question in regard now since we're talking about Don there's several questions I want to ask mm-hmm. okay so 
there was two scenes that that we saw on on the show. So mm-hmm. there was a scene where she was in the studio with you guys, yeah, and where it was revealed to Don that Kelly was not going to be a part of of the the monologues because her schedule was busy. That's what she told us, and it was like, oh, for that's me. what she told I, us. My, my, mm-hmm. I used my, my my same voice. She was, you know, she was very passive, very passive. She got the mm-hmm. information. Then the next scene, she shows up to the rehearsal. And we with said a fur this. On. We were talking about the chinchilla. We, yeah. we already talked about that, but I was okay. I was just going to go to. So <laughs> but she, it bit me at rehearsal. Like That's you why were I lost in the forever video. You kind of look like the chinchilla from the forever video when mm-hmm. you was came out and you yeah. had the blue on. It was so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> and so she came in, and it was almost as if we had saw. Philip is dying over there. Um, <laughs> he's done because um, it was the same look. <laughs> but she came in; it was almost it was almost like a newborn soul. She came in. I just knew something was going to happen. I mean, she had on this fur coat, and there was I, I felt something. But like, talk like what what were you thinking when she came in, and and was it set up? Was it real? Did you know that she was going to be there? Can you give tell us about that? See, when it came to rehearsals, we never knew who was available because mm-hmm. everybody was saying they was booked, they had stuff to do. I got to mm-hmm. pick up my kids. I got a doctor's appointment. So many people's getting teeth pulled. I was right. just like. You know, there was times I would be on set and you can't tell by my actions because I'm going to give my all. But there was one day like I had to my husband had to literally carry me in the meeting I had with Shantae and Kelly when I asked her about the boots. Like I had I don't know if it was food poisoning, but I was just like, I think I need to go to the ER. Like I was done. And it was like, well, can you just shoot this scene? If you don't feel that good, you don't have to. I said, nah, I want some camera time. <laughs> so I'm sitting there, sick as I don't know what. Yeah. But I still, my son was teeth. Like, it was so many excuses I could have made to not come or show up. Mm-hmm. But when it came to rehearsal, it was always an open door. If you're available, these are the times Fred will be there. Those are the emails I got. I can't say who was CC'd on it, but I saw a list of names, and we were all privy to this information. So whoever showed up, you just would never know what time they would be there. Oh, I can come 7 o'clock because I got to get my clothes from the cleaners, mm-hmm. or I got to turn my greens off. It was always something. So when she when she <laughs> sauntered in... <laughs> was like mid-scene. I didn't even know she was going to be there because I didn't know if she was booked or nothing. So mm-hmm. even when she came in, it was like, okay, nice of you to join the class. What's good? Mm-hmm. And then she came in, yeah, she had a real melancholy mood. So I didn't know. She was going through things mm-hmm. during the show too. Like, mm-hmm. things I won't name because I'm just like, child, <laughs> right. mm-hmm. I'm just praying for your situation. I hope God pull you through it. But it's going to take your faith, huh, the size of a mustard seed to move that mountain. Ha! But, uh, yeah, I didn't understand why she came in. And so when she's like, yeah, so we sitting there chilling like, yeah, so we blah, blah, blah. She's like, yeah, so I'm not going to do it either. So I hear that, and I'm just like, Ruh. I had a Scooby-Doo moment. Like, Ruh. <laughs> so, mind you, my husband and them are still waiting at the airport. I dropped them at 4 o'clock that morning. It was like by 7 o'clock that evening already. He was sitting at the airport for hours with my daughter, still on standby. When they had to fly to Phoenix and wound up coming back to LAX mm. because he switched his plans to fly back home and take our daughters back so he can rehearse and do that scene um, with Dawn. Mm-hmm. So when she came in, she said she quit. I couldn't even text him because he's in the air. So I believe I still have the text messages where I was just like, you ain't going to believe what happened. So I'm sitting there like... You still have the text? Mm. Yeah, I have all the text messages. I save everything. Mm-hmm. There you go. One thing I won't do, you will not catch me half-ass half sentenced. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to... There's certain things I won't do. I'm not... It's no reason for me to lie. It's no reason for me to go to jail. And so was there any, was there any other things that we didn't see that was said... Mission or thrown? No, it was nothing. Never okay. nothing thrown. Um, okay. Contractually, we wasn't allowed to be violent. We were told, right? Not only contractually, but to our face. Listen, 
drama, conflict happens. But where conflict comes, resolution has to be. Like, I can't sit here mad at you and beefing with you mm. and just be mad. Life is too short for that. Mm. So if you want to beef, you talk it out, you hash it out. Because through us, people are supposed to say, yo, okay, mm-hmm. I can love more. Like, I shouldn't be mad at you for no reason. Mm-hmm. And we can't hash it out. If we're going to agree to disagree, then that's how you carry it. But you can't, yeah, you stupid bitch. And then you walk away and just like, that's it. Yeah, there's that's no resolution. That's stupid. Yeah. Yeah. So you stupid this. bitch. Yeah, because you had left the car on and my kids was in there and now I got a ticket because my dog done died. Like, you have to have a reason for your anger. But if you throwing stuff, that's something in you. That ain't got nothing to do with this show. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to throw nothing at no child. Well, I think the producers for putting that in there, this is the one thing yeah, I probably will ever say about the producers. In the sense of making the sense of there are resolutions to your conflicts and mm-hmm. making the fact that if you're going to have a conflict, let it be just verbal. Yeah. And as adults, you should be able to think things through and figure things Talk out for out you to be able out. to have a resolution. I, I That's the one thing about the Wizards I will put a stamp on. Speaking yeah. of the Wizards, mm-hmm. the Wizard was mentioned. Uh, okay. <laughs> Maybe let me ask Philip. The Wizards during the reunion for uh uh, RBD was Atlanta. Mm-hmm. There was this whole thing. Well, who said this? <clears throat> who said blah blah blah? The wizard. Why well, can't mm-hmm. see the wizard? <clears throat> Can you expand on who the wizard is? Is the wizard the same as RBD was LA as Atlanta? I, I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to make the underlying substratum that anything that happens substratum. The you know the the, the underlying issue is mm-hmm. anything that happens it don't have nothing to do with me. I was mm-hmm. it was coerced. You know I think it was brought on by another entity and the entity is always executive producers of the show mm-hmm. so the issue is when you and, and I didn't really like it when I saw Atlanta I had a little you know we talked about her doing LA and then we saw Atlanta I went back and watched the first season and I saw that wizard thing then and then when I saw it on the second season I was very disappointed mm-hmm. because I actually, we got a chance to go through the process and I saw how little they affected the women mm-hmm. and it was weird for me because Faith and Nikki Gilbert are on the executive team mm-hmm. um, of the show. So it's kind of like you shoot yourself in the foot whenever you say, well, that was because the wizard. Bam. It's like you're, you're a part of the, the wizard, wizard team. Yeah, and you're, you're showing weakness. You're, you're a wizard in the sense you're a part on that. that, that, that team. So we, so we can yeah. clear that up and say, because there's some, some fans that aren't sure. Yeah. So the wizards are basically, wizards are the, the wizard the, is the executive team. Yeah. And how come this is the only show team. that somebody says okay. the wizard tells them what to do? The executive team, that it's called Think Factory Media. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, that's who we're contracted through to do the show. And Faith and Nikki Gilbert were the creators of the show. Mm-hmm. So and they from, took it to Phil Thornton. They took and Paul, it to Phil Thornton and, Paul and Aaron Fishner. And Aaron That's Fishner where they get the money. Exactly. And yeah. they lose they, the control. It, so they're an executive team. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the 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 guidelines of the show are already established from the beginning. And even in in the show, they might not have a lot of creative input because it's reality. Mm-hmm. The people that have the most creative input are the creators. Right. So mm-hmm. you have six women that create their own perception of reality you mm-hmm. know and, and like they told them when they first got there listen when we interview you guys we talk to you before the show happened if all of you guys said look i had a dream you know in my life i wanted to be on a bowling team and mo had the same option and so what they do is the first day they say hey guys we're going to shoot the first scene at the bowling alley mm-hmm. and all of your dreams come to life you like, Yo, i want to do this you want to do that mm-hmm. that's what the reality is reality is not always the situation mm-hmm. it's what your reaction to the situation right. is mm-hmm. and that's where they they didn't really think that 144 hours of recording a week was really going to show as much negative as as much pop, you know as positive and they keep 
what they needed to make the story Flow. make sense. Makes sense. I'm yeah. sorry. It, mm-hmm. it didn't nothing on the show ever looked like she's screaming over here and everybody over here in church praying. Mm-hmm. Oh, they weren't a butt like naked in it, it, it was never that. Mm-hmm. It was all it all flowed. Now mm-hmm. the flow might not be what you wanted the flow to be. And we don't none of us have access to editing. So we don't know. We just do your best, you give your real story and hopefully that make the cut. Is Did there it? is there anything that was filmed as far as Little Mo is concerned in the Little Mo brand? Is there anything that was filmed that you wish would have made it or you wish they that you wish they hadn't filmed? Um, there was a lot of uh, footage that we filmed, you know, just filling stuff that I wish would have made it. I had some killer outfits on. I really want to. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, y'all killing them today, son. <laughs> so everything that they kept to me, I was just like, yo, I like the way I planned out when they sent us our weekly schedule, this is where you'll be. Mm-hmm. I had my team live with us. My makeup artist lived with us. Mm-hmm. So it was no excuse. I never honestly, well, what's your itinerary say? Because I got to make sure. I never went to upstage. I just came to be me. This is what I said. When I'm on TV, this is what I'm going to do. So I just wanted to fulfill that. I um. Was there I, anything that you wish they would have kept in? Um... Was, was there anything? We did so much. It's like we have enough even footage that, to honestly do our own show. That's e- what I think. Even like, because he's crazy. Because that part where he said my feet was thick, he lied because he farted. <laughs> he did. And oh, he tell he I didn't, it on I didn't me. Like, stuff I, like that. Tell the truth. Shame them. I'm just like, see, not everybody's going to think it's me. Like, our funny outtakes, oh, or man. when they have my son. Like Justin, he was on um, one day we was filming and I'm trying to be serious and he like was doing something real crazy and looking in the camera stuff. I was like, everybody in America is going to want to spank you because you're bad. <laughs> so I made him go in the room and we filming. All of a sudden I hear stuff coming flying under the door and he's putting his hand under the door and they're filming it. I said, yo, this little boy is off the chain, like stuff like that. <laughs> but maybe Lord willing, maybe I'll get my own show one right. day because then I really yeah. get the into existence. Those things that aren't, that's yeah. right. they are. Yeah, because, you know, I don't ever want to worry about oh did I offend somebody did I do this did it come across wrong because I don't go in there like oh yeah today I'm gonna get that bitch today mm-hmm. I never went in there on you a tag mode defense mode I tell. went to whatever we got to do to make this thing work that's why when people saw I quit and I was like I didn't know that that was ever an option to quit right mm-hmm. I never knew that I was just like listen when they told us if you wanted to leave you can go we will not charge you with breach and then your ass came back you look crazy right don't do don't do that to me I have little kids. I had my son was still teething. So just imagine I had separation anxiety. So right. y'all dealing with a postpartum woman. They lucky I ain't shoot that bitch up because I was not nah, just kidding. Like, that's, that's, I was just like, do y'all know what y'all I can kill everybody in here right now. Right. And that's how I was like on set and get away with it. So my question is I had my when, it, no, when it came to how they depicted your guys' relationship, mm-hmm. did you think that was adequate or what what was the deal with that? Because I it, thought no, it was great. Very I, I don't know if they just decided to have a good heart in the area and make y'all look extra good because no, Kiki and Michael from the last season, I liked it, but they had a little weird chemistry. I don't I don't think you that same type of person, so yeah. I think that's why I was so much more into you two. Yeah. But at the same time, I I technically like the relationship standards that they have on the sh- on the shows that what they've like been ab- doing. Yeah, what I like about my husband and my relationship, and a lot of people email me and tweet me and say stuff like, I love y'all relationship. I hope it doesn't get jinxed by reality. I said, oh no, God. the reason why we won't is because we're not trying to compete. Right. We complete. Mm-hmm. He's not trying to be Little Mo. 
hello, and I'm not trying to be Philip Bryant. Right. Like, when the opportunity presents itself, like, to do the theme song, we went and rehearsed. I said, yo, I got to leave. I got to go do the theme song, come to the studio right after. He's like, but we got two days to rehearse till we got to hit the stage for the monologue. I was just like, dude, that daggone theme song check going to look righty nice. So I left and made it do what it do. Mm-hmm. I wasn't up here. Yeah, I think you should play these chords on a, It's so many women that are emasculating their husbands. Sit your ass down. Stop. Right. Stop. Right. I'm not naming no names, but that's the man of the house. And one of the hardest things besides self-control was me giving up that control of little Mo being mm-hmm. Cynthia the wife. So I'm not here to embarrass him on TV. Do you know how, like, then I got to go back to the DMV and people like, yo, you played your husband like that, son? Like, we Strong don't do black that. woman. You, yeah, you don't do that. I had a conversation that. about that matter, today. It don't matter if your husband weaker than you or you paying all his bills, right. his child support, whatever you doing for him, we don't need to see that. And I and I remember one episode I did say that about you guys, that I like the fact Ooh. that you are, you play your role as a wife. You might be, yeah. you might be turned up, you might be, you know, all that with your Napoleon complex, as you yeah. said. But when it comes to the relationship that you have with your husband, you do show the positivity of this is what a wife is supposed to do and you what she looks to. like. But well, that's not playing a role. I think huh? that's what doing what is supposed to be done. It's not playing yeah. a role. It's like yeah. the chemistry between yeah. you two, the way you it's, talk about your issues, the way your family matters. Yeah. Even the extended part. Yeah. Shouts out to you, my brother, for uh, <laughs> acknowledging that and then respecting it and then making it flow within, you know, the relationship. Yeah. I think, like, the epitome of what real life is and what people go through is embodied in what you guys represent. And then being a superwoman, a super empowered celebrity, uh, great talent, and you being someone who's gifted and, and in the lane to be able to help her and find that unity and, and have the chemistry that allows you to have your voice, be your thing. Yeah. But I see the your role and the power within your family. Like, oh, man, like I, I pray for that, you know, thank daily. You, you know I, what I'm saying? I have a couple. I have a couple questions. When you guys were at the Grove, and we we discussed this on the show, when mm-hmm. you had the whole family at the Grove, some of us thought that it was a little <laughs> abnormal to have that kind of conversation at the Grove at mm-hmm. Farmers Market. Mm-hmm. Was that? I mean, was why that have production? that? Why have that conversation there? Well, I mean, it, yeah, it was more to the conversation. Then. Locations for us aren't really our thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they'll tell us, "Look, we want to do this. We want to go here. We want to show you guys." And you know, L- the way LA is shaped, it's not really in- environment-wise. You got to pick your, you know, places based on what the show gives you. You know, mm-hmm. what I'm saying the show says, "Well, we got this place, this place. Where you want to go?" So you, you, you know, you want. You want to go to Chuck E. Cheese? You know, I want to go stick. Okay, the kids ain't going to be paying attention. Yeah. Let's go to, you know, but we did want to have a serious conversation. And, and our, our um, narrative was always understanding how family works. And yeah. family is, is, there's no cookie cutter way right. that mm-hmm. families are set up. Mm-hmm. You have blended families all the time. You got crazy families and they work. I'm, I, if she crazy and I'm not, like, we actually are in a sense. He just lied. It was, you know, <laughs> it's a yin-yang situation, you know. I, 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 I get it. I get it's the a yin-yang. I, I understand this is mine for the rest of my life. We've been married before. So she mm-hmm. was married before. I was married before. And we've mm-hmm. both been. So we, we're coming out of other marriages. And we came together and set everything on the table. Like, this is what I didn't like. This is what happened. This is what happened. And this was in courting. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, you know. I think I think when you have blended families, you got children. I got kids, so it's like I ain't trying to be funny. But look, all that other stuff is cool. But what happens, you know, when we wake up? Mm-hmm. How, what do we What do we take from this? How do you make me better? Mm-hmm. And 
we just take that in everything. When she wants to be hype, I'm going to be calm. When I get hype, she be calm. No, I be hype too. He'll <laughs> <laughs> never get hype. When I'm, when I'm hype, she's calm. She's like, okay, it's all good. It's cool. It's cool. Now, yeah. she get hype once I get perspective. Now, I'm like, yeah, you right here. Because I'm going to tell you when I, I was like, all right, well, hold on. Mrs. So it, it Turn happens. up. That, that's how it happens. Your, your job as a husband or a wife or a mate is to balance the relationship. Mm-hmm. It's like a seesaw. Mm-hmm. So situations come. You're balance, You're on this side of the seesaw, and I'm on this side. So mm-hmm. when R&B Divas happened, and they was trying to pull uh, Baltimore Street out of Little Mo, I mean, it's, it's not that serious. Cool, calm down. Yeah. You know, you gotta, we gotta go home. We ain't, we ain't nobody right. chill. That's how it happens in every situation and relationship. In that situation, we had a very sticky relationship question because his mom was she, there, my mom, my mom and dad was there. there. Yeah, like everybody wanted to come out. There. They were like, "Hey, what are y'all doing? Y'all, y'all been in L.A. too long? My mom lives in Atlanta." Um, hey. Her parents live in Baltimore. They were like, yo, so we like, everybody just come on. Which they ain't to show anybody. We just say, hey, y'all want to come out? Y'all come on out. Mm-hmm. We're going right. to get you, you know. So that's what we do, man. We so, have fun. So then the question is because you guys did discuss, you know, you wanted to move to a little more. You wanted uh, to move to LA. Mm-hmm. Uh, Philip, you was a little more reserved and you, were fi- and you felt like you guys should. You know, stay where the family is, and one of the issues was uh, the nanny was really expensive. Is like a, you said, a thousand dollars a week. So my question was more than that. Yeah. So yeah. my my question: Have you guys have you guys resolved uh, the issue of if you're going to be bi coastal and live in Los Angeles? Are you guys? I feel up. He face. He knows, it's not like that. We don't want to move out here, but we don't want to. Ju- he was like. After I put everything in perspective, it's just like we have two homes, cars, kids, school. That's where our kids know. So the reason why I'm so subservient to pick up and move because I'm my dad was in the military. Yes. So mm-hmm. anytime, oh, you with it, like I, I know how to move. My right. kids aren't used to that, so they would come out here and they'd be like, "Yeah, we want to move to L.A. Where Milo's behavior at? We want to go back to Baltimore." <laughs> like my daughter just wanted to come talk about because I heard Milo's behavior be at um, <laughs> Universal the Studios. Basement. Yeah, Universal. so I'm like. They was thinking that, so they think this is Highway, like where yeah. they get mm-hmm. to see celebrities and stuff. They don't know. No, I got to work. They they text. I'm all on set. What time you coming back? They texting me now. <laughs> like, what time you coming back? I'm just like, so I think just being, just balancing it all, like, mm-hmm. far as school system. And it's never an issue of, um, you know, with the kids being watched. But I just, if I'm going to pay somebody a certain amount to watch my kids, I don't want them calling me yet. I, I'm just real afraid of anybody watching my right. children because all they know is my family. My yeah. kids are so introverted and so like they'll come in here and they'll be looking like, "You're like, hey kids," they'll say, "Hey," and they'll just go into their own little world. They're freaking mm-hmm. weirdos, <laughs> but that's oh. why I have no race. So I could just imagine right. my kids are like, you put them with a stranger and I'm paying you some racks a week, baby. Them little negroes better know karate, <laughs> ballet. They better know how to do hair. They better know how to log on. Like they, that's that's a that's a mortgage payment, yeah. which is uh, it's no amount of money that it can pay for, like for you to keep my kids. But I would rather them be around family. So what right. we did was his mom literally. She's like, okay, I'll come out and I'll and I'll um keep the babies for you because those were my babies. Mm-hmm. Like right. So you do, do you? So are your kids still in Baltimore, or do they live out here with you guys? They're still in Maryland because they actually. Maryland, this was actually their first day of school today, oh. and I love like their curriculum. That's another thing too. So I was like, another thing we were like. So if we do take them out, my mom was like, well, if y'all take them out and y'all move out there, your daddy got his church. My dad don't want to leave his church. <laughs> Phil don't want to leave his church. Right. That's that's some good money. Right. Like no disrespect, and it's a good situation. Then we come out here. We have to start not from scratch. I would say financially, but starting from scratch. And that damn traffic. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god like that's Did it a drive whole you different... crazy to get here oh my god like 
It's unheard of. It's right. like a so demon. Said nine miles, man. <laughs> that could be and, forty-five like, minutes. We pulled it up like, and it said seven point two miles away. You say you you got connections to Atlanta? That's crazy out there. Anything driving-wise in Atlanta is yeah, sick. Atlanta's not like crazy. Dog. Not but in like Baltimore, this. like, like you this. could just drive on the shoulder of the road and be like, you know, I'm just I'm just gonna tell them I'm on TV and throw that um throw that ticket. What is your what are your kids? Can't drive. What do your kids think about their mom missing? turning up? Well, no, I was gonna <laughs> say, what is what? Is, what does your kids think about their mom being this famous R and B singer by the name of Little Mo? When at home, that's mommy. That's you know, Mrs. Bryant. What do they think about? You know, people coming up to you and asking to take your pictures and all. That oh, they jump crazy. into pictures. <laughs> They're like, don't forget me. My son be like. <laughs> They they love it. Mm-hmm. They love every minute of it. But I also I have to guard them because with social media, mm-hmm. like my daughter has an Instagram, and I said you can have a private Uh-oh. page, but I have to approve all your friends mm-hmm. because everybody who sends a request ain't really who they say they are. Like I've seen people hit her, hey, tell your mom, wish her email mm-hmm. so I can send her some beats. Mm-hmm. Listen, and right. there's predators out there, so that's what I'm just I have my eye on. That's if you want to see me lose it and put my hands on somebody, mm-hmm. mess with my kids. When it when did your kids uh, when did they know that Mommy was famous. When I took them, I still have the pictures of my phone. My daughter told my daughter told me, the oldest one, the eleven year old, will tell the eight year old, say, <laughs> ask mommy if she's supposed to be so famous when mindless behavior come. She got to take us back there. So thank God I know, you know, um, Kenneth Creer and Walter Mills have. Mm-hmm. So Managers, they yeah. was just like, yo, I was like, yeah, well, y'all in town. Can we bring them backstage? <laughs> then we, they was like, oh yeah, y'all could go in the dress. And we stand in there. I'm just like, listen, I done flew, I had flew in. Took them back there, and then they get in there, and not even looking. Like <laughs> the, the mom's behavior said, "How are they talking about?" I said, "People would kill to be back here. You're not gonna even speak to them." Hi, my, my son talking about what's up, mom's behavior. What's up, Rock Royal? What's up, Ray? He he turn up. My daughters just be like, "Yeah, we back here." They'll tell their friends that they just love that. So that's when they knew I was really famous when I took them to see mom's behavior. But other than that. They're really not pressed. They just like, oh, mommy on TV. Fame, fame for them is different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, when you grow up in a in, in a certain environment, you don't realize mm-hmm. your environment until you switch, until you go somewhere else. So mm-hmm. they, mom's regular. You know, mom's regular. She can be doing an interview or doing a show if the kids are there. You know, Justin will walk right up on the stairs. You know, she's doing a show. She's like, hey, mom, can we go to some of She's like, yeah. Hey, well, I did a show last week. I um did a show at Six Flags. It was like a little private show for um Boys and Girls Club of America, the D.C. edition. And so he was just like, mom, coming on stage with you. Okay. He came out there. He did this dance. You know, kids dance real raggedy. But as soon as we got said, so mom, how did I dig? And so he really <laughs> And, and for him, that was the biggest he, thing to date that he's ever. And he thinks that yeah. makes him famous. He just <laughs> wants to be seen. So I'm, I'm, I'm the husbander, as they keep saying. <laughs> so I have an issue. I have to be like, son, your mom has to do a show. Mm-hmm. People paid her to do so and so. Like I'm about to go on work. stage trying right. to get my mom. You know, right. He's like, but I want to go on with mom, and then you see the tear fall out, and you're like, <laughs> and, and I, I can't gonna say it. my dad is me. But I do, I do have to ask this question because I've been YouTubing YouTube a lot, and mm-hmm. not only are you a great musician, mm-hmm. but you can really sing. No disrespect to you, but your runs are your runs. Your runs are crazy in your range. Okay, so the, I heard him humming. Yeah, so, I didn't want to say yeah. nothing, but I heard him humming. It was like so. Yeah, yeah. So my, I, so I saw your one yay. Yeah. So I have a couple questions. I have a couple questions. I saw your one yay. Do do your kids? Do they have the gene? Do you know? Are they playing music by ear? Do they sing? Yeah, heaven, heaven. 
Heaven, which is the oldest eleven, mm-hmm. Heaven can play piano. Uh-huh. Heaven. Um, uh, I don't. Goddess. Is a, goddess is probably gonna be our accountant. She's gonna have to do something. <laughs> so she don't really say, but she's be doing that's all right. She's good with money. That's all right. Do some administrator. Heaven, um, Goddess. Justin. Um, he can sing. Go figure. Really? Oh my God. Yeah. Go figure. Justin. He, he was sing, singing. Sing. What's he the can, um? He can really sing. Holy like, Grail. Was it? Oh my God. Like I cried because he, he, if he you look really at him, sing. he'll hide. But he was like. And baby, yeah. and I was like, "Yo, he is back there killing Phil. Yo, he is killing." Yeah. He's like, da, 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 da. Yeah. and I'm just like, "Oh my god!" I turn around, I say, "Sing, baby." He was like, "Mom, would you please?" Yeah. And I'm like, "Do you realize you are my Michael the Jackson?" The real kind of singing. How old is he? And then my what? Wow, Four. the real singing. What? And then the my and then my question for you guys, because you're both great singers, do you ever just kind of like? Have a run contest, a uh, uh, battle. Do y'all like no. go at each other? He's practice? dope. Him, you because you guys are you know for for people who who may not be familiar with this new age singing, but you know runs are 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 what Little Mo is great at. But you do you do great runs too. So yeah. I mean, in a singing household, and you play. I mean, is there you know you give a run, y'all go y'all battle each other? <laughs> what? What's crazy is when we walk around the house, he told me I don't sing enough around the house. He said, "All right, you about to go on this tour. I need you to start walking around the house and sing." I said, "Nobody want him." all that but I found myself now to just be singing he said sing in the shower sing on the treadmill sing when you clean it sing when you cook it sing 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 he said oh she'll get up there and you'll be burnt out yeah you'll give a heck of a show but then you'll be tired out so for the rest of the day she'll be looking crazy and can't do none of your ad libs get your momentum your stamina back get your swag back own all this mess you talking about who you can out sing own that and I'll be like all right, Ike damn speaking of which when (laughs) when we we first met that's what it was when we first met she's a singer and I'm I'm a singer, but when you go in different elements, yeah. because other people you interact with don't do what you do. Mm. All you do is yeah, sing all day. You. you know, you in a relationship. Hey, so can you sing a song? And wake up in the morning. Can you sing me a song? <laughs> so for us, <laughs> right? Like me, I was like, can you sing? It's, it's, it's a burnout for <laughs> yeah. to sit right. there. And so for us, the opposite of singing was just conversation right. just talk, mm-hmm. talk about something so we laugh and joke all day mm-hmm. all so day. what we did was the issue was then she had to do a show she don't remember none of the words <laughs> of the song because like no she lie. ain't been singing because as soon yeah. as she walked out the booth we back on regular joke time so then they be like well, we want you to sing that new song so she be like what new song exactly <laughs> you know and, and, and so oh, that's yes. how it happened so that we had to get back into this is what we do for a living <laughs> you know that's it, it happens if you guys I mean I'm just saying if you guys just want to give me a little Ebony and Ivory a <laughs> little Rick James scene and read a little something I'm, mm-hmm. y'all, he feel, doesn't know any of those songs like he doesn't even know oh, R&B we'll music. take church songs okay I don't know any R&B music uh, his well, I only know what I'm contracted to do like if an R&B artist you want to pay me, me? I learned their music. Oh, well, his eyes on the spare is always available. Hello? But say so, Philip. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask this. What well, 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 let's say. Let's oh, no. Oh, I was giving you the thing. I'll set it off. Mm-hmm. Um, is it his? Uh, what do we usually sing? Ooh, I don't know. I got my praise hands up already. Oh, how does his eyes on the spare start off? I said, sorry. I sing because I'm happy. Damn. I sing because I'm free. Oh, oh, oh. His eyes are on the sparrow. Oh, oh, oh. Go. Did you fill up? Come on, 
don't even sing that high. Oh, well. No, you can do your thing. The acoustic thing. And I know he watches me. Go to another little bit. And I sing because I'm happy. And I sing you show off because I'm free. You guys doing your thing? What? No. I'm over, the benediction was given right there. They met. Oh, oh my God. But we're not going to end now with all this singing. Um, <laughs> we have got to go into some R&B divas. So mm-hmm. my question is: Let's. I want to talk about the Broadway in the hood because oh. you sung. Um, you sung. Thank you, Lord. Now I loved how you didn't want to sing, but you got up and sing. And yeah, Philip, yeah. he was fine. He was playing the keys, getting your note together, and you was. I, mm. I get it. So. With that whole ordeal with the Broadway in the hood, let's talk about that a little bit because, mm-hmm. you know, Tori was on the, uh, Tori called in and he spoke about, um, about some of the things that, how he was portrayed and some of the other women didn't want to sing. And he said that when he was told by the producers to go ask if one of you, if, if all or one can sing, he said that one said, oh, hell no, but he didn't reveal who it was. And then you basically, Song and the the rest of the girls bailed out. Do you think that although they were called at the last minute, do you feel that you girls should have just got up and sang something, or do you feel it's a right where no, I don't want to sing? I mean, when you're an artist, especially when you grew up in church, they calling you. Yeah, right. we got a uh, sister Cynthia in here tonight. Come up here and sing. And they said, if you don't sing, the Lord gonna take your voice and give it to somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> so all my life, I was thinking that there was uh, like a voice string attached. They was gonna God was gonna pull it out uh-huh. and just fling it around the room. It was late, so I I understand the hour being nigh. But I just think that that was a great opportunity to showcase what you can do. Now he could have easily told the producers, um, I don't feel right, but. He asked. Right. And so because we didn't have a collective song to sing, we were in the vestibule like, so what could we say? We have Phil here. He can play. Mm-hmm. But because we had such a doozy at the Savoy when they asked us to sing like an eggs and solo, we was just like, listen, everybody's voice does not blend. Okay. We did not want to sound like we was barking. Okay. Right. Can I? Okay. I don't mean to point fingers. I do. I said that. <laughs> several times on this show that just because people, if you have a room full of 10 singers, just because they're all great singers do not mean that they could blend. And Little Mo, you just co-signed. Thank you for that. Yes, sir. And that was one of the issues in Vegas. But yeah, some did. Yeah, I don't feel like singing because I don't want us to sound crazy. But at the end, when they said we're gonna ask Mo to come, I said y'all coming. If y'all gonna come, then come on. But don't let me get up there and tear it up. Then y'all try to run up there and then try to howl like right. No. Now, so that's why I passed the mic to who I wanted because um, Claudette was gonna sing. She just said I don't really know any church songs. I said well, it's too late yeah. to try to sing an R and B song that nobody yeah. knows. Mm-hmm. But 
And, and, Claudette was ready, and, and I was ready. Wanted, right. And Shantae wanted, wanted some to of them wanted to do it, but some, they didn't like how they were approached. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, it was and random when you have a as hell. Camera stuffed in your face, it's kind of hard with a camera in your face to be able to be yourself because you're already looking a million people going to say, "Oh, what you, what, these are kids." Yeah. Well, Tori, Tori did say that, like I said, the producers did ask him, and then PBS was also filming for for uh, for their organization as well. Mm-hmm. So we, I, I actually saw the clip, and uh, Denise Williams song and some other people had song who was not a part of R&B Divas as mm-hmm. well as Shanti Moore. She I got up and she sung too. So mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then speaking of that, there was this whole thing about Kelly not being there, mm-hmm. and in the confessionals, it appeared that you girls, you ladies, I'm excuse me, were upset because. She didn't show up. But then I noticed that when you guys all came to the hotel room, it wasn't really said. I, it was, In the confessionals, it was like, well, she wasn't there. She wasn't there. So my question was, why the hell didn't they just ask her, why weren't you there? Or really express how they felt versus just saying it on the confessional. Because for me, that, that felt like... Like, I was scared of her a little yeah. bit. That's what it came off as. No one was yeah. ever scared. It was just the fact that we didn't know she wasn't going to be there until we got there in the church van that they drove us in. So oh, okay. <laughs> she was supposed to come and leave, which we knew because we were like, oh, so then why do we? Because I was still I would just want to know, then why do we still have to go? Mm-hmm. Come like if she's not going to be here, what if somebody get the shooting? Then we looking crazy. This is your foundation. So mm-hmm. why do we have to go if you're not going to even be here? Mm-hmm. So I did ask the the night before, like, well, if she's not going to go, she's not going to take it seriously. Can I stay at the hotel? Because my husband was winning so much money on the um, crap table. <laughs> oh, Lord. He, sorry. Ooh, Wait, I told you. Don't tell no. Don't tell The church is all good. But somebody uh, else is playing. Uh, uh, We're not going to send uh, this to the church. I was like, we might as well, like, when you in Vegas, uh, you're going to have uh, fun. Uh, right. Philip, did you tie it? Hey, always. Always. Uh, right. <laughs> Always. So that balances it out. But the whole thing was, that was just like, why we have to go? And she was like, well, ladies, we had gotten a text that, well, ladies, um, I'm not going to be able to make it because she wouldn't be able to make it there in enough time to get back to her flight. So I was just like, well, won't you look at here? So then the next morning we wake up and then when she flew back, we was just like, yo, it wasn't the fact that we was mad at her. We was just mad that, okay, who's our liaison? Who's our representative? We pull up. There was no nothing. I had to slide out the van. And I had on some pants, but I had to slide out. The van was this high off the ground. It was a lady in the parking lot chasing people, humping people on their leg. I was just like, yo, if I'm going to go somewhere, I'm going to invite somebody somewhere. I'm going to make sure that they good. I'm going to be like, right. yo, if there's a problem, Big John going to be here. Call him. He right turn up. I don't step into somebody else's <clears throat> arena or their event and try to showboat, you know, but I know that she would want us to represent. But it did feel kind of weird. Like, we almost got in an accident that day. It was just like we ain't had no snacks. We were sitting there for hours. They was frying fish there, I think. Did they fry fish? I don't know. It was so whatever. So she it was. didn't have anybody there to help you guys. Just do the Tori process. was there. She just, just get when there. we walked in, they was like, "Give it up for the R and B divas at AT." I said, "Wrong show." Wrong <laughs> show. Okay, because on the on the red carpet, you guys looked surprised when you walked in. We were you surprised look, as hell because y'all was uh, chewing gum, and I was like, "They wouldn't do that if we didn't know nothing about the no carpet." Um, I was like, "Nobody ain't prep us or nothing." But it was it was wasn't it? It was like late at night. I was no, still yeah, on was East Coast late. time. It was like so nine was, or nine or ten. Like mm-hmm. literally, walked we walked in like walked off the button. You know, you, you know when you go into a show, you come into the outside Ooh. door and you get to chill and get yourself together, go to the bathroom. Like, as soon as you walk in the building, 
it's red carpet. So people are clapping and you got, you know, your uh-huh. thumb out. Bitch, I'm still chewing up, on some pork skins. Fasten your pants and stuff like you ain't, you ain't even did all, you know. Okay, it's well. It's a lot. Okay, we have, uh, we, um, we're running out of time, but we have several more questions. So I all just, right. we got to, I want to get this in. Let's talk about, let's talk about this whole Broadway and Hood and the rehearsals and things. Mm-hmm. What, what was your mm-hmm. thoughts when, what were your thoughts when uh, Fred Thomas was brought in? Mm-hmm. Fred, he was brought, he was brought in, and then Kelly said that she had someone in mind. But through what we watch, it seemed as if Kelly didn't have the director in mind. But it was only because it because she found out Fred was involved. Then she then we get a call that we see the scene where she's calling for, uh, calling Tori saying, mm-hmm. "Hey, can you direct?" This whole thing just seems like a mess, and I'm unsure <laughs> if it's real or if it's fake or just. Can you give us what the hell happened? <laughs> That's what we trying to figure out, too. I knew Fred was going to be there, and I was just like, let's get it. Fred said that he was hired from TV One. I think so, factory. Like, like yeah. three weeks yeah. before yeah. the show. Yeah. Is that yeah. yeah. And so wow. my, and my question is, yeah, if Fred was hired by TV One, I don't understand why Kelly is making this big. I'm still trying to figure out why she's telling everybody it was her idea. I never got the memo saying Kelly Price presents the monologues. Stop. Because we were at the table. When she said, "Okay, I have a surprise for you guys," that she, the surprise was we was going to Vegas, and then the whole monologue thing. Maybe her and Shantae knew about it. They talked about it, but I knew we were going to do something. But I told my husband, "If I said I don't want to do no damn monologue, like my people don't want to see me do that. They rather see me go and turn up." I was like, "I like I say, I'd rather take a piece of the color purple play you told Harpo to beat me." <laughs> And then sing a Negro spiritual and sit right. my ass down. <laughs> like I didn't come here. I was like, uh, why these? Why the ATL girls get the tour and pick it? And we do a monologues, boring. That's what my dog's like. <laughs> Nobody right. don't want to see that. But then once I, my husband was like, trust the process. And, and, they, the and that was a conversation before we even left. Before Baltimore. we even came from Baltimore. That That's why I was like, that I was, was the car ride. Not and privy. Like, don't know my, and I was like, it's not that. You know, you don't know what this going to be. You don't know what it's going to be. Yeah, and I was just like. This ain't no church monologue. This ain't no. <laughs> yeah, because you know church plays right. they just slap it together and put but it, was it together and just say, you know, I've been saved by the Lord. They sing a song and plays over. <laughs> yeah, was everything handed to y'all though when it come to when it came to this particular project, mm-hmm. you came on, you had stuff going on with your family to transition to California and ended up working with it. It seemed like it was a part of the plan that y'all had in sense of figuring out L.A. from yeah. what I perceived. Was it a situation where things were dictated to you or did you have, like, I mean, a diva saying the situation of what you wanted and what you wanted the people to see and how involved on things like did they get you from the ground up or more so it was like, here we have this diva show. It's been going great. We want you to get a part of it. And we're kind of going to tell you no, what's going on. They'll call you. And because I wasn't out here, I had to do my Skype interviews <clears throat> with our um, showrunner. Her name was Robin. <clears throat> so she would literally ask questions like, so what's your story for anybody? Because she'll be like, well, I know who you are. But for people who don't, what do you want to tell them? And whatever you want to tell them, I have to write a story around it and be like, yeah, child. So I would literally be telling her my, like, she was like my shrink. Mm-hmm. So I'd be like, yeah, child, I just got off the phone with the child support people, child. I ain't got child support in a year. She'd be like, would you mind sharing that story? So she'd be writing this down. And when she's talking to other girls to make it make sense, okay. my story made sense for the monologue, but that wasn't, it wasn't supposed to be, okay, I'm not getting no child support. I got to get my weed tightened. My husband got to fly. That had nothing to do with our finale. Those are just B stories and side stories to keep it interesting so you can basically sell yourself to be like, mm-hmm. this is why we rock with you. This is what you want to put out there. Mm-hmm. So that's why I had the meeting with the lawyer. They was just like, would you mind doing that? You know, I always got asked. I don't know, maybe because I showed up one time, I was nice and 
I ask questions. I'll be like, yeah, so like what can I do about this situation because I think that this will connect well with my fans like when I met with the lawyer because at first I was telling my husband like yo like I had to get a release for my daughters to be on I said what if my ex-husband right. doesn't sign off on it my sister I'll get him to sign I was like yeah but you can't coerce nobody to sign it mm-hmm. so all it did mm-hmm. was take it for me to act like just ask so I was just like okay so I would tell them okay I have the paperwork for them to be on the show so can we because it's so legal issues can we add this into my story so it makes sense so people won't just see me busting out wilding out over my kids right. and it doesn't make sense right. mm-hmm. so everybody whatever you told them if you was just like yeah I'm about to get kicked out of my house can we use this to sell your story mm-hmm. so you can get to the part of the monologue the reason why I act the way I do is because this is what I'm going through right. so that's why I'm just like I'm, I'm really not getting from what part of their conversations the other girls are making it seem like they were tricked into being to quit to to thinking production has something over their lives maybe because they maybe they told a personal story that they feel like okay if if I don't turn up or if I don't come out of my shell or what was it something somebody told you they was just like I was told to spice it up a little bit mm-hmm. and yeah, I'm we, be kicked there, off the show yeah there was rumors that some of the girls or some of the women were told that they were too born and they need they needed to spice things up and so there's Can, all these d- and does anybody have email proof or a video proof of this like I'm trying to figure that out because everything that I did I have proof to say this is what I was asked to do and never was like yeah so Mo when you go in here this is like this is gonna happen right. you never know like there Dates when people quit, we didn't know they was quitting. And so, and so that was my other question because Don and Kelly weren't at a majority of the rehearsals. And then when Kelly showed up, there was a whole big thing where she got in Fred's face. Yeah. What were your thoughts when she got into his face? And was there anything else that we didn't see that you saw? That, that gave sense. me. Yeah. That really gave me a Miss Sophia tease. Like, remember how Miss Sophia on a color purple just was like. <laughs> A big, but she said I had to fight my daddy. I had to fight every like she has to fight her life, and some of the biggest fights are the ones that you have with yourself. So I, mm-hmm. I didn't understand that, and I was like, Lord, Fred about the. I was like, the dudes I know from Philly. Did she? You think she just did that for the the television, or do you think she was really I, to this day? That? I don't know why because no, it was like why she did that too. The the purpose was, you know, when when you don't know who a person is because she didn't know him. Mm-hmm. And she, we what, found out. We found out that he was hired by this network. Eventually, mm-hmm. we didn't know him. We didn't know he was hired by. Him. Mm-hmm. We don't know whose place. We just know their place here. Mm-hmm. Like when mm-hmm. I think in one of the episodes, there was a choreographer. So the you know the the network and them you know got him there and they handled his check and his contract. We don't know none of that. Mm-hmm. So when someone's there, it's just like you meeting them. I think what her thing was to do was to intimidate him, thinking that he was someone that was brought in by either one of the girls or somebody we didn't know where it came from. Yeah, but so. see, but mm. the Let's other the other five women didn't know didn't Tori. know didn't know Tori, Tori that yeah. well. I mean, for the for the couple of minutes or hours that you were there at the plane, he came up to mm. you on the red carpet. Like the five women don't know Tori, so I didn't understand what was her logic and reason for saying, "Well, I don't know you, I don't know you, I don't know you." With this five other girls that don't know you, Tori, they don't know you. Yeah. So to me, it wasn't it wasn't a real it wasn't that wasn't the risk. That was just what she wanted to use that moment because my wife don't know Fred mm-hmm. right. and there's some things that it took us time years to talk about there was something mm-hmm. at the monologue that I did after I got saved she was just like yeah, you want to talk, talk about, about that you wanna, you wanna and I was like I don't want to talk about it no more mm-hmm. and he was just was like okay stuff I never knew there was some stuff that happened to her that I didn't know and, and we're in our relationship we do talk a lot and we have an open relationship mm-hmm. when it comes to communicating but there's no force 
Mm-hmm. Everything is what what do you want to deal with? What do you want to talk about? Mm-hmm. What are you going through? Now if I see something or she identifies something, you deal with it. Yeah. But you don't spend your time to my all right, so at fifteen, what happened? Mm-hmm. What about in May? Anything Everything in May I need to know about? <laughs> right. What about August? Anything I need you don't do right. that. You you allow what needs to happen happen. You're there. I'm here. I, there are some things I know, you know, so it wasn't like the whole thing, I was just sitting there like you know, because if it would have been that, I wouldn't have been able to play. But that's, like, right. a, that's what a real relationship goes through. Mm-hmm. It goes through when it needs to be addressed or will be addressed. And, yeah. and nine, nine times out of ten, if you're a person who pries and tries to pull information, you're getting that because you're trying to stockpile information to use it again. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, you're going to be that guy that's like, oh, well, I don't remember you, now you did you tell me. me. You did you tell me what the other day when you did. I, I do have a question, though. Um, just for... The fans who watch the show and they really want to know how real was this drama? Do you to this day are you cool with Don and Kelly, or was it really just for the show? Or the feelings that you had were they real? My I can't fake my feelings, okay. unless I have a script. That's basically I've been in the color purple. I've done a few church plays. I've done this. I've done that. But for this show, I never in a million years would have thought that. I wouldn't have never spoken to those two ever again in life. Mm-hmm. And I, that's a decision I made. I don't trust friendships like that where you can come in and think somebody's trying to, you try to sabotage the show. Like I have my kids out here. So this is my livelihood. Right. I cancel all my work that I was going to do that. I do consecutive. Like there's things I do every year around the same time. So I canceled that to do this, but you almost got us shelved because you couldn't control the situation mm-hmm. or cause you want to quit. That doesn't sit well with me. So as a woman, I can say, all right, it is what it is. I'll move on. But moving forward, I don't trust their friendships. I respect their craft. Mm-hmm. Be, I'll, I won't buy none of their albums because I don't even own either one of their albums. B- to be honest, I don't own none of the Divas albums except for Faith Evans and who else? Mine. Like, that's real talk. Mm-hmm. But I love the way, like, I love everybody's spirit. But Instead of buying into the brand, like I get, that's why I'm just like it's real tricky in this industry because people are buying to people like, oh my god, I love them. But then when you get to know who they are, you be right. like, man, mm. I can't even deal. You and Kelly go back because she actually co-wrote Five Minutes from. Uh, no, that was a different Kelly Price. That's what because they were oh. saying Kelly, no, it was a Kelly Price, oh, Kelly okay. Nicole Price that was from Virginia with Missy Elliott. Gotcha. They used to do all the backgrounds for Nicole Ray, um, Missy stuff. So that's not the same Kelly Price. Me and mm-hmm. Kelly Price go back from church people like we know Donnie McClurk and um. The churches that we went to in New York, they're mm-hmm. all affiliated. Right. Mm-hmm. But far as like me spending night at house and us frying chicken that me and you supposed to do, mm-hmm. like it's not like that. Mm-hmm. Free. Like she can sing, and that's what I always respected. And I always felt like, oh my God, like that's between Faith Evans, Kelly Price, Coco, shoot, Let It See, people like Fantasia, those are the people I look up to. Those are the people I be like, mm-hmm. oh, I got to study them and show myself approved. I can't mm-hmm. come out faking. Mm-hmm. So those are the people that I, I watch and I look and I communicate with. But then when you try to control the situation because you think I'm young or you think you got your hand on the industry and, you know, this, I'm just like, nah, boo, the industry done changed. So you got to change with the with the flow of things. The, okay. The whole Kelly, the whole Kelly, you and uh, you and the, the you and the Kelly fallout. Mm-hmm. There was a couple <laughs> red flags for me mm-hmm. yeah. when she, uh, when Kelly came in, and I said this when Kelly came in, there was just you know when people walk a certain way, you can say, <laughs> "Why are you laughing?" Let me finish the story. So when people <laughs> there's certain there's certain walks your body that, language. No, that, Felipe uh, yeah. studies body language, and that's what I study too. Yeah, and I and when Felipe. you're there, it's you're not. 
you're not knowledgeable of you're there shooting the scene, but mm-hmm. you you have to notice people's body language, their movements, the way they sit, and the, right. and the, the glasses. glasses, and and what what bothered? But what, the walk, yeah, but the walk. What did it give? No, I see. Okay, she came in. Like, okay. Was it a saunter? Okay, so a no, no. You, okay, let, let me just. I'm gonna be real ghetto for a minute. Go. You know when black mamas. When they, pick, when they pick you up and, and when they pick you up and, they, and you're supposed else. to be yeah. somewhere else and she's been waiting since 8 o'clock so yeah. she walks to and come walk. get you. I know. That, I, was I a, that was a walk that Kelly had. Like She walked like she was pissed the hell off. I'm about to whoop that chair. She had the sunglasses on. She she wouldn't look into your eyes. But what got <laughs> what, what got me was stop laughing. What got me was when she went and did the whole Jeffrey thing and oh, yeah. she goes and then you was like, I have a husband too. Now you guys were at the Bugatti restaurant and I said, okay, wait a minute, the Bugatti restaurant. Okay, so if you're calling, if you're calling for your husband Philip to come downstairs, y'all don't live upstairs on top of Bugatti, so I'm thinking it has to be production. And so I don't know, was I felt, but maybe this is stage because no. she's calling and Philip is upstairs, but there's they don't live upstairs. The Bugatti. No, Michelle's manager was up there. Her and they had shot a scene, but. We were all in a because that was a location for the day. Mm-hmm. That's where we all were. Bugatti. Mm-hmm. It was a couple of the places that we shot at, okay. like because that's where our contract was. Mm-hmm. So for that scene, I was supposed to be sitting down and talking to her, be like, "Are you going to come back to the monologues?" Because now Dawn quit, mm-hmm. and I was going to tell her, "I think Dawn quit because of you, mm-hmm. and I just want you to come back." Even if you just come, because she told us at the restaurant, they edited it out. She said, listen, my schedule is booked, but if you, if I can get off that day, I'll come there. She told me, Shante, I'll make a pie. This is Kelly. This is Kelly. She said, I'll make a pie. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be the loudest one in the audience. I'll cheer y'all on. I'll even host whatever I can do as long as um she's my schedule won't allow it. So that was like a release for us because I was just like, okay, so okay, maybe she let it all go and she was just like, you know what? As much as I want to be in control, let me let these girls do this. And once it takes off, then maybe I'll come to my senses. But then when she came to the restaurant that day, like within that interim, the day that Dawn quit, I don't know what happened in between that because well, I used know, to go well, to that church. Dawn called her and talks and was messy. Mo and Dawn got into it. And then and Kelly had to talk to me no more. It, Kelly and Dawn had a conversation off off camera. Dawn called Kelly after <coughs> the issue, which is normal, which happened right. in life. The issue with reality mm-hmm. is they can't capture you 24-7. Yeah. So, so many things happen at nighttime. You download, you you know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Pillow talk, friends talk, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's what happened. Don got on the phone with Kelly, told her what happened, because I was talking to Kelly's husband <laughs> that night. Mm-hmm. Me and Kelly's husband used to hang out all the time, because yeah. the girls are recording. Okay, and again... And he my- told her, he said, tell your wife, call me. So I text, I still Which is what we were doing... And I called her, you, and said, call me. When, in the question you're asking... Mm-hmm. We were upstairs chilling. Because I said this last week, why do they have these two grown-ass men involved in this whole... I don't feel like... Y'all could y'all could have been upstairs playing Xbox. We were drinking. up there eating, chilling. Yeah, like, we had some wings. My makeup artist came downstairs because I was just like... Because the way we were sitting yeah. and the lights were... Like, I was just like... She always just... My makeup artist was like six foot two. And she's just always there. She was with me. So, Phil, he wasn't even in that scene. I'm with he the guys. There. You know, when you in this reality stuff, and you're, you're with the guys. He so drives me to set every day when he's there. take them, and we chill. The guys so were chill. When, when she we were in Vegas, husband, when she said I was... I don't play craps. Mm-hmm. I'm roulette. <laughs> roulette, sorry. <laughs> but we all... we. Let them do that thing. We're gone. We're out mm-hmm. here. We'll see y'all later. But Me it was always that wasn't the first time that whole when Jeffrey that situation Rowe, happened. She did that in Vegas. Why did she do that? <clears throat> she did and that. Why does he come? He's her manager, mm-hmm. so he yeah. she feels like because. I don't, don't want to do, do this. You are the person to stand uh, in between me and gotcha. what I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. I understand that. 
mm-hmm. but there's a process to everything because I'm not just your manager. I'm your husband. And you're putting me in a situation that I'm not. I'm going to take this it home. It makes him look crazy. He's going to take it right back in circle. What mm-hmm. should have happened was she should have kindly said, I don't want to talk about this. Mm-hmm. And she could have got on the phone or she could have just walked away. Got on The camera won't follow you where you don't want to be followed. Right. Mm-hmm. I have a million questions. And I got to get this out mm-hmm. before we go. Okay, a couple questions. I want to mm-hmm. talk about your music career. We've we already talked about mm-hmm. um, R&B Divas, but I have several questions. You know, you started off back in the 90s with the late Guru and then Uncle mm-hmm. John P. Key's your uncle. Mm-hmm. So... <clears throat> Was there any conflict between you wanting to do R&B music and then you being a part of the church? Not at all. Not not with the way that I did it. I did it in a very respectable way. And to this day, like we just got back from VIP mm-hmm. with Uncle John P. Key. It's a um, conference that he has for singers every year. Um, we VIP, do the panel and, and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I do that every year. And he is like... You niece, like you still can rock a church because they called me to sing, and I'm hopefully going to tour with him as well this year. What's your favorite John P. Key song? Jesus is real, and um, you standing in the need of prayer. Mine is He'll welcome me, and the Lord is able. Oh yeah, He'll welcome me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, and then um, okay, okay, and then I want to talk about some of your duets. Okay, okay. so when you um, you were signed with Electra Records, mm-hmm. um, and then with Sylvia Rome, yeah. and then you were part of Missy's uh, a camp, and then you did the five minutes on yeah. Uh, Okay, and then you started singing all these hooks. So tell us what um, you were doing here first. Mm -hmm. You were doing here and you were already in, you already had like a thousand hours in beauty school, right? Yeah, in New York. And so once you, once you started to, once you started to, to get into the music industry, did you feel like, okay, this is something that I know I can do for a living. I'm going to totally quit here or like, okay. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I left beauty school. Like literally you want to go on tour? Yep. Mm-hmm. That's still on them a balance. <laughs> okay. Do you have a Do you have a favorite Do you have a favorite um, Do you have a favorite duet that you've done? Because you've sung so many You've sung so many hooks. Do so you have a favorite one? Hmm. Even your Even that's good. Dang. Oh, I'm trying to think. What would be my favorite duet? I, I like everything that I do because I think we like me and Fab. We just have so many songs together, Oof. and it's just like. We just have that chemistry. It balances right. out. I love what I did with Missy. I love what I've done with Jaru. I would say P- "Put It On Me" would probably be one of my most favorites because that was just like I remember just hitting the stage, and that was just like a real breakout record for me. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it just started off at "Hey, come here and sing this song," mm-hmm. and you know that was just like a breakout record. Um, as far as singing wise, there's still people I want to work with. Mm-hmm. Like I would love like to who? do a song with R. Kelly. Okay, um, me and my high. husband have to do a song what? together. Mm-hmm. Um. Let me try to think. Ariana Grande, like she's oh, yes. killing. Like, oh are you gosh. kidding me? Like, right. those are people I want to work with. I would love to do a, a song with. Let me see. I, I love Kendrick Lamar. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's still duets still in my spirit. You have a single that comes out September 11th. Tell us yes. about it really quick. It actually goes live on September 10th, but mm-hmm. September 11th. That's our the reunion. That's the the last special for it. Mm-hmm. So as soon as that go off, I want everybody to download it. Um, I'm a diva, mm-hmm. which is the theme song for. R&B Divas LA I turned it into A whole song So Like I I didn't Change it too much But there's a part Where it just punched mm-hmm. And that joke I love doing <laughs> anthems And this mm-hmm. This joke go off So The finale is on September 28th And uh, August September 20th. 4th September um, 11th no, no, the, the reunion is September 4th, 4th and, and 11th This is a part 1 And part 2 Oh yeah The finale is uh, on Wednesday Which is uh, Wednesday What's, what's the date? August 20, uh, August 28th August yeah, 28th And yeah, then September like, And then September 4th And 11th For the reunion part 1 and 2 yeah. And then also Tell everyone where we can find you On Twitter And your um And yeah. your website My website is the thelittlemoshow.com my Twitter my Instagram my Facebook and my music is connected to my site and um, they can follow me on Twitter at the Little Mo Show. 
Instagram at the Little Mo Show, mm-hmm. Facebook the Little Mo Show. <laughs> My church is gonna be called the Little Mo Show. Latter Day Saints, Jesus Christ, Amen. Amen. Philip, what about you? you he don't Twitter? never be tweeting. I mean, Philip underscore Brian. It is some music. Yeah, some right now. Music? That's some okay. music. And then really and really quickly, everyone give uh, everyone give your favorite Little Mo song, and then we want you to close out with something. Ta-da! Oh wow! Forever is mine. Forever is mine. I also li- also like when I cry with uh, you and Jarvo. You you really took me. Yeah, there. look out for that tour. Um, mm-hmm. that's gonna be real good. Okay, so we want to thank you guys for tuning in to After Buzz TV on RBD Buzz LA After Show with special guest Little Mo and her husband manager Philip Bryan. Can you sing and take us out with something? Where would I be uh-huh. if it won't for you, baby? Cause I'm so tired of being lonely Where would I be If it weren't for you, 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 you Cause I'm so tired of being lonely Come on From Big.com Executive producers Maria Menounos Kevin Undergaro Phil Svitek And the entire AfterBuzz TV staff We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network to watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.